For patients with acute myeloid leukemia who are in first remission, could it be beneficial to give interleukin-2 to help prevent relapse? And is this something that patients will want to have, or that doctors will want to give? According to preliminary phase 3 data presented at ASH, interleukin-2 could have a role to play here, but problems with uptake do need to be addressed. I got more on this from Jonathan Colitz of Monta Cancer Center in Lake Success, New York. This was a trial aimed to evaluate the role of interleukin-2 in minimal residual disease in patients with acute myeloid leukemia in first complete remission in patients who were under the age of 60. And uh, give me an idea of the trial design and and the different therapies that were involved in, in these patients. The trial initially involved a randomized induction portion looking at uh, MDR or P-glycoprotein modulation with PSC-833. The vast majority of patients received a dose-intense donorubicin regimen, 90 milligrams per meter squared with etoposide and cytarabine. After achieving remission, which 77% of patients achieved, uh, there was a cytogenetic risk-adapted consolidation scheme in which patients who had favorable cytogenetics, 15% of the patients received high-dose cytarabine three times, three courses of high-dose cytarabine, and the rest of the patients who we regard as having had unfavorable cytogenetics, including normal, the half of patients who had normal cytogenetics, received a two-step intensive autologous transplant uh, scheme. And after your uh, not full but moderate to full count recovery, patients whose bone marrows continued to show uh, no evidence of leukemia and regeneration of normal hematopoietic elements were randomized to receive or not receive interleukin-2. Okay, and you've got some interim results from this then, so what are they? Uh, There are two conclusions. Uh, One is that patients and physicians were less accepting than we thought of this therapy after having received intensive prior consolidation therapy. So an unexpectedly high proportion of patients declined to receive interleukin-2 after being randomized to receive it. But using the intent-to-treat analysis, which was the primary statistical modality in the trial, um, 107 patients in each arm were were analyzed by intent-to-treat so that patients um, who were randomized to receive IL-2 and did not receive it remained in the assigned IL-2 arm. Uh, There is a trend favoring treatment with IL-2 with respect to relapse-free or disease-free survival and a statistically significant trend uh, at the 0.05 level at this time favoring the use of interleukin-2 with respect to overall survival. Additional exploratory analyses are underway to take into account the unexpectedly high uh, proportion of uh, patients who refuse to receive their assigned therapy and these studies are, are in progress right now. Um, I was going to focus on that a little because I suppose it doesn't bode too well. Why do you think that might be, that the uptake wasn't so good? I think historically the uh, data with IL-2 was already available uh, with respect to at least older patients. I think there had to be a certain level of commitment on the part of treating physicians to guide patients and support them through a uh, potentially uh, moderately difficult immunotherapy sequence. We all know from the days in which we used interferon to treat chronic myeloid leukemia that one needs a committed physician uh, who is compassionate and willing to spend time with the patient, hand-holding may be necessary to coax a patient to go through what may be a difficult therapy. Uh, In this instance, the same amount of commitment would be needed. Uh, And furthermore, one has to take into account that in many of these patients, a very large proportion had already been through 
uh, autologous transplant, a very intensive strategy, had just recovered their counts and perhaps were at this point more willing to return to their families and to homes and to participate in yet another treatment modality, which was of, at the time of unproven benefit. As regards practical implications, is it correct to wait here for these results to mature or are there some implications now, do you think? Well, clearly we, we have to wait further for the results to mature because then uh, we might be encouraged or not to uh, pursue this specific type of regimen. What it does tell us is that uh, interleukin-2 may well play a role in the immunotherapy of minimal residual disease, perhaps not using this specific regimen, but perhaps in combination with newer modalities that we're hearing about at this meeting, including peptide vaccines and uh, monoclonal antibody therapies and other possible interventions so that IL-2 may continue to play a role going forward in the treatment of human leukemia. Jonathan Colet speaking there of Monta Cancer Centre in Lake Success, New York. And I was interested to hear the thoughts of George Canellos on this research. Well, this, this is a cancer and leukemia group B study, and, and actually my institution is part of it. Um, it. It was an attempt to add IL-2 to the management of acute myeloid leukemia, uh, in patients below the age of 60. And it was a randomized trial. You either got nothing or you got uh, IL-2. The problem was very clearly that patients' unwillingness to, to receive IL-2 compromised, I think, a lot of the accrual. And there were many, if you will, failures to undergo it, but patient refusal because IL-2 has its side effects uh, and it can be toxic. And uh, the numbers of patients who were randomized to receive IL-2 was small, really 29 out of the 107 patients. And so I don't think this study really has a value as to telling you whether or not uh, IL-2 is to the advantage of a patient after they achieve remission with chemotherapy, that just the numbers are too small. Could the numbers, or rather, could the data mature enough for us to be able to get a, get a, get a result? I mean, what's well, your sense I, here? I, th- I think they could. However, uh, I personally, maybe I'm a, a cynic about IL-2, but there, there have been very few studies in very few diseases where IL-2 has made a big difference, uh, perhaps in leukemia. But what you're hoping that IL-2 will induce is some sort of a host response against the leukemic cells. That, I think, remains to be seen whether or not enough of a immune system remains in a patient who's just gone through chemotherapy, intensive chemotherapy. Uh, is there an enough of an immune system remaining in that patient that it can be coaxed by IL-2 to do something about the leukemia? I have my doubts about that personally, but uh, this study won't help us because of the, the low accrual. That was George Canellos of the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston. For the Audio Journal of Oncology, I'm Derek Thorne.